Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Three of Pentacles and Arachne. Today's show will focus on the Four of Pentacles and King Midas. Talk about stories, cards, and pentacles, and all of the above. Myth Tarot Love. Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Good to be here. Mm-hmm. Talking about some important subjects today. Yes. Uh, I think a lot of people might have heard of King Midas before. Or at least have heard of the Midas touch. Yeah. I think that's something that... Something related to gold. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think works perfectly with pentacles. It it does, for (laughs) sure. And especially the Four of Pentacles, which talks about what happens when the Three of Pentacles... The warning, the slight warning of the Three of Pentacles was not heeded. Mm. Um, and the so in the Three of Pentacles, just kind of revisiting that, what we had was success. We had found this, like the Three of Pentacles essentially represents uh, having some sort of career where you're learning from your experience and you're also um, able to create new things. So it's almost like you just get this a huge amount of joy from your work and joy from your, your career. And uh, often what happens with that is you also have a lot of financial gain, <laughs> right? Um, and in the Four of Pentacles, that financial gain is also uh, foretold, which one of its more positive sides is you've got uh, the Four of Pentacles definitely represents plenty, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, it doesn't. It represents a person who doesn't quite realize how much they have, or perhaps they're very clingy, very much clinging to what it is that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say that the the common word to try and describe the Four of Pentacles is greed. Um, and it is very prominent in this card. So let's just mm-hmm. talk about the way that the card is set up in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Um, you have four pentacles, and the way they are placed, uh, of, they're all placed around a king who is dressed in red, and as well as like a black cape. Uh, and he has two pentacles below his feet, right? Um, so one below each. Yeah, so one below each foot, right? And then he's holding, like kind of clinging to a pentacle in front of his heart, like in front of his chest. And uh, he's got like his arms wrapped around kind of like a circle around around that particular pentacle. And then you have uh, his head resting on top of it. And on top of his head, there's a crown. And on top of the crown, there's a pentacle. And I feel very strongly like these are connections with the chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got uh, below the feet, there's actually a chakra about grounding you. Um, sometimes putting uh, objects below your feet can also uh, uh, con- connect with the root chakra as well. Um, so this represents the sense of foundation in material wealth for the king. And... Uh, yeah, basically he very he's literally standing on money. Although in this case it kind of looks like he's hunched over. 
It's kind of difficult to see if he's standing or if he's just, like, crouching. It almost looks like he's sitting. I don't know. There's something below him. Yeah, but it's not a throne, and that's important because thrones are very much symbols of power. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's there's not quite a lot of power happening here. It's more just he's, like, clinging to material wealth above all things. Uh, In the background, there's also the civilization. Uh, This is very much showing, like, more of more of that physical power versus uh, spiritual power because mm-hmm. there's there are very few spiritual symbols in this particular card. In fact, they are being blocked by the pentacles. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah. There's no even, like, nature. Like, the yes. sky is gray, the ground is gray. Like, everything is very... There, yeah, there's a little physical. tiny park actually visible in the back, but it's more like... It's more like man-made, man-kept mm-hmm. almost. It's almost like another, it's like a piece of property, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's not really something nature or wild. Um, and there, there is a slight mountain in the back to sh- kind of show that there is something possible in the future, but it's being blocked by some towers yeah. as well. Okay, so let's talk about this pentacle that is right in front of the king's chest. Um, there's so much to say about this. Uh, the first is that it is blocking his heart chakra and a little bit of his, uh, solar plexus as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's predominantly in the heart chakra area though. And that's because it's talking about, um, how a focus on material wealth and your own personal gain is l- like literally severing your ability to connect with others. Uh, so this is very prominent and whenever I... Uh, whenever I get this card for people in a reading, it's always really difficult to tell them this. Right? It's it's because the thing is, a lot of times people um, will consider relationships with people as part of that wealth. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, wealth can be several things, right? Or this might also just be clinging to an idea. It might be clinging to mm. the past. It could represent clinging to people and kind of treating people like possessions mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's difficult to tell a person, hey, um, you are you have this block here uh, where you're trying to connect with people like more spiritually, but you're not able to because you're so focused on this physical material wealth gain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very much represented by that chest pentacle and he's he's wrapping his arms around it as if like it is this it is, is mine this is mine My precious exactly <laughs> it, very much like it's it very much like Gollum, like in lord yeah. of the rings holding it like oh this is all that matters this mm-hmm. is all that matters and um i think in a previous episode we talked about how crowns represent um divine power mm-hmm. And above this king's crown is another pentacle, and it is blocking his spiritual connection with divine. Um, and this is also very prominent. So you've got you've got four blocks here, essentially three major blocks: um, a block to to uh, the divine, a block with connection connecting with people um, in a more important way, and he's also blocked uh, by believing that physical wealth is what's sustaining him Mm -hmm. Uh, so you've got all of these blocks and the result of this the whole meaning of the four pentacles is that uh, you might be in a in this wonderful position but you are 
also defending it and you're spending all of your energy defending it and it's not making it possible to grow. Mm. And that is a really difficult place to be. Yeah. Uh, especially because it comes from such a natural, it comes from such a natural logic, right? If I have something I love, don't I want to, like, shouldn't keep I want it. to keep it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but the, this card is actually saying if you want, if you really love something, let mm. it go, right? Um, or and if you want money to flow, like you need to, it, you can't just hold on to it. Like it, there needs to be that exchange, almost like an energy exchange with it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, money, if you just keep it hoarding it, it stagnates, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, there, ne- it needs to be put into more productive uses, you know, maybe making investments. May- and, you know, investments tend to produce a lot more money than just keeping it in a bank somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's talking about... Yeah, using your wealth productively and sharing it with others. And that removes that block from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. It also uh, would remove the block from the divine uh, connection as well because you are you are essentially doing what you need to be doing on, on this planet, mm-hmm. right? Um, and having wealth is a wonderful place to be, but if you are using it as your foundation, like the way it is in this particular card... Uh, then you are essentially also living in fear. Yeah, because that's a shaky foundation, right? It it could go away. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, you might be in this wonderful position, but you you won't ever notice it. Mm. It'll feel like you're Mm. constantly having to work harder, defending yourself more. Um, And it's just not really, it's it's not a relaxing place to be, if if that's... uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that normally what you say then when you get this in a reading? Normally but, what I'll or... say, so often this card will show up as representing a person. Uh, often it represents the person who is asking the question, actually. Um, and normally this shows up to say, hey, you're clinging to something too hard. Mm. You need to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it depends on what the other cards are saying that, that gives insight for this. Um, it often represents money and it represents uh, financial worries where people are are stopping themselves from doing something that they, they really want to be doing. So I'm going to use a really basic example. Um, so like let's say you, this person really wants to go on this trip and they want the tarot reader to say, oh, a trip is in your future, right? <laughs> well, the cards won't really respond. Like when at least when I'm giving a reading, they don't really respond that way. It's yeah. more like hey, you have all these finances and you're stopping yourself from going, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, so this card would appear for that kind of person okay. saying, well, the money's there. Why don't you want to go? Yeah. What's, what else? Like, what, what else is actually, what's, what's actually stopping yeah, you Yeah, what's from holding going? you back from doing this yeah. thing? You know, um, a lot of times in tarot, there, there's some hard life lessons where it's just say, saying everything is available and it's just there's all of these blocks that are mostly mental, Mm -hmm. Uh, to stop you from achieving those things yeah Uh, i mentioned before uh like in in the three of pentacles right there's this there's this idea of oh there's not the job i want out there but it's actually saying hey the job is out there it's Mm -hmm. just a matter what's stopping you from getting it yeah right um and it's it's a hard thing to tell that to a person for sure uh, because, yeah, it, it shows up. I, I've personally gotten this card quite a few times as well um, because 
the card just shows up and you think to yourself, oh, I can't do this because of this. And we're really, really good at coming up with excuses for ourselves. Oh, yeah. We're so good at that. And then this card shows up and it says, hey, uh, turns out you do have everything you need. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's stopping you is your your own greed, Mm -hmm. really. You don't want to let go of the things that... Uh, are making you feel secure, but it's also telling you that what you're, what's making you feel secure is a physical thing that isn't, and, and it's also an unstable thing. It's a physical mm. wealth. You don't want to be standing on pentacles. Yeah. That shouldn't yeah. be your foundation. It's a powerful message. Super powerful message, <laughs> for sure. Um, and, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that... I think it's really easy to lose sight of. Like we're yeah. kind of in this grind. Oh, I need more money. I need more money. Need more mm-hmm. money. Um, and the Four of Pentacles shows up and says, "Hey, you have enough money to do the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you should stop yeah. collecting now. And <laughs> now is the time to share your wealth." There's yeah. this huge message of charity as well mm-hmm. in the Four of Pentacles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wealth is meant to be shared. Wealth is meant to um, create connections with people. Uh, and, and essentially fulfill your purpose on earth it's not meant to be collected and stagnating mm, yeah yeah uh so i think that's pretty much all of the points i want to talk about with the pen- four of pentacles for now okay. although uh, sometimes something just pops into mind exactly. uh, so Especially- tell tell us a story <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i can do that okay so the story today is actually going to start with dionysus oh not with with King Minos, or sorry, Midas. Midas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> oh, every now and then I confuse the two. Okay, so, um, yeah, so it's going to start with Dionysus. And if you remember from episode two, the magician, Dionysus is a fertility god, um, in particular liquid fertility. So mm-hmm. wine and honey and nectar and semen and all those sorts of fun things. All, all good parts of an orgy, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like the orgy god. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, so even though Dionysus was a son of Zeus, his mother was a mortal. And in his youth, Dionysus wandered around the Mediterranean. Um, this included Egypt, Syria, and Phrygia, which is the west part of West Central Asia Minor. Um, and it was here in Phrygia that Dionysus rewarded the local King Midas for his generous hospitality by granting a single wish. Oh. So the king was... It's interesting he was rewarded for his hospitality mm-hmm. Yes, as I think well. he, he helped out one of Dionysus's other friends and Dionysus was impressed. I was like, okay, I'm going to do something nice for you since you were... You know, a good host, which is, uh, I think, something that I've talked about before as well. The idea of Zania, the guest host relationship. It's mm-hmm, really yeah. important. Um, and instead of taking his time and thinking about it, King Midas was, you know, very rash and was, oh, and, and also greedy. And I, I wish that everything that he touched be turned to gold. Okay. This is one of those, oh, be careful what you wish for <laughs> stories. Type of stories. As well. Maybe one of the first ones. Probably, yeah, very <laughs> likely. Um, so after a brief period of delight, you know, you touch a table, turns to gold, touch a chair. Everything's Fantastic. great. Yeah. This, is, this is wonderful. But he soon regretted his wish when his food and drink started turning to gold so he wasn't able to eat anything or drink anything and finally i think what 
kind of did him in the most was that he went to you know hug his affectionate daughter he loved his daughter but then she turned into gold a golden statue as well that's awful essentially kills her oh dear yeah yeah so not the best thing to have so in his desperation midas begged dionysus to take back his gift um, and the god told him to bathe in the headwaters of a river that was close by, and it flew, oh, sorry, flu, flew, <laughs> flow, flows near the citadel in Sardis, which is the capital of Lydia. And the and that he did just that, and the river carried away this cursed gift. So at least he was able to get rid of it. But not save his daughter. But not save his daughter, unfortunately, no. Um, and then the gold actually settled in the sands, and Lydia later became one of the richest kingdoms in the ancient world. So this is also one of those mm. stories of, you know, how did something come to be? Yeah. So it was rich in gold because of King Midas washing it away in the river. Oh, and cool. And as okay. we saw in the Ace of Pentacles, the Lydians were actually the first ones to develop coins in the 6th century BCE. All right. So, a little bit of history there and apparently there is some i was reading a little bit there may have been an actual king midas but they haven't figured out for sure if this was the one that influenced the story exactly like the, the yeah. character that king midas might have been based off of mm -hmm. i wonder if he was just really greedy i wonder yeah <laughs> I, so that's so they talked a little bit about that, but then there's another story about King Midas too that they tried to connect to this king, and but it's a little a little more far fetched. All right, tell but us. I'm gonna tell you that yeah, one too us. because I came across this one in in my research and I hadn't actually heard this story before, so I'm like, oh, why not? Of course, why why not tell another little story about Midas? Um, so, again, it doesn't have to do with money or gold, but it's a little bit funny. And it's similar to last week where we had the weaving contest between Athena and the mortal Arachne, um, which didn't end very well for her. Uh, <laughs> moral, yeah. moral of that story, don't, uh, don't insult gods. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the moral of this story as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wonder if that's a common theme. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. So in this story, the god Apollo had a competition. Actually, he had several competitions with mortals, uh, but they were singing competitions and playing musical instruments. Mm. Um, so King Midas was present for one of these competitions, and it was between Apollo and Pan. Oh, okay. And so the judge... In this Is Pan a god too? Uh, no. Uh, sort of? I think he's a demigod. Or oh. more of like a... It's not a satyr. Uh, I don't know how to describe him. Because I, I thought he represented, like, uh, like nature and... He is. So I'd say more, like, nature divinity. I get, like, he's kind of a god-ish, but more of, like, the wild and shepherds and flocks. Again, that's why I would say more of, like, a demigod. Okay, so... He, not not on the same he's like level. A, okay, so let's just call him a lower god. Yes. And like a lower level god. Yes. Okay. That, I, yeah. Okay. That I feel more comfortable calling him that for sure. Um, and sorry if you can hear some laughter in the background. I'm not sure if the mic's picking it up or not. Yeah. Um, sorry, where was I? Okay, yeah. So it was a competition between Paul, Apollo and Pan. And the judge in this instance declared Apollo the winner. 
which was Midas. As you should. No, no, the judge was not Midas. Midas was just there watching. Oh, he okay. was one of the spectators. Okay, yeah. Um, but he decided to criticize the judge's decision. He thought that Pan was the better um, player, music player, and Apollo was clearly upset about this. Again, don't <laughs> piss off a god. Uh, and he decided to change Midas's ears into ass's ears or donkey's ears. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. That's that reminds me a little bit of Pinocchio. Um, That's what it reminds yeah, me. Yeah, it reminds me of Pinocchio because, mm-hmm. like, they you know uh, you have Pinocchio who's turning into a donkey. Yeah. That's so cool. But it was okay. just his ears, so he wasn't like turning fully into a donkey. But he decided to turn turn his ears into one. Why did he turn Midas's ears? He was just a, he was pissed he was, off. He was just a sta- like an innocent bystander. Well, innocent, but also because he said that he thought that Pan was better than Apollo. Oh, Midas said that. Midas, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Midas criticized the judge. Correct. Yeah, the judge oh, said no. Apollo wins, and Midas was like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, Pan was clearly better, and Apollo was like, excuse me, <laughs> your ears are now donkey ears. Yeah. Uh, you don't know how to your- use your ears. Allow me to make them better for you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so after this, Midas kept his ears covered in, in kind of like a turban or um, some sort of cap. Um, and since his barber was the only one to see his ears because he still had to cut his hair, mm-hmm. he made his barber swear swear the truth about his ears to secrecy so he couldn't tell anyone. Um, but the barber longed to tell someone, and so he dug a hole in the ground and whispered the secret into it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then he filled the hole, um, but reeds grew in the same spot, and whenever the wind passed through them, they whispered in a hissing tone, King Midas has ass's ears. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> Jeez! Oh, Every time the wind blows, the secret is is, is revealed <laughs> through the wind and the reeds. Like it's so funny. Oh my I gosh! Know. I quite like that. I feel like only Greek mythology could <laughs> right could only come up could with that. Come up with that one exactly. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't really have to do with the money, but I just thought it was it was a funny one. And yeah, that's where they were trying. The article that I was reading was trying to connect. Like, oh, like, could he have had weird-looking ears? Is that why he has this story associated with him? Or was his head in a weird shape? I don't know. It was just really, I don't know, I thought it was a bit far-fetched. But it tells us a little bit more about King Midas's character, though. Mm-hmm. Right? It tells us that, you know, he was, like, arrogant enough to yes. challenge a god. Mm-hmm. And he's also... Um, Again, greedy. Yeah, greedy, uh, but also like doesn't really think too much about his decisions. He's yes. he's kind of impulsive. impulsive. Yeah. yeah, like an impulsive king. Exactly, especially because he he decided on what wish he wanted so quickly, and then yeah, saying this in front of a god again quickly without thinking yeah. about it. He, so I don't know if that's also a message of the Four of Pentacles to <laughs> think before you act. But I feel like King Midas definitely could be represented in the four of pentacles just because it is a king who's sitting there Mm -hmm. and but it's not a king the way the kings are normally represented in tarot like in tarot kings are normally um it's true they're more normally on a throne they're normally on a throne and it, it, it almost seems like this is a false king though 
Ooh. Right? Like, the way he's presented, because he's not sitting on a throne. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm kind of thinking maybe this means, like, perhaps he he's not the actual king. Oh. And maybe that's why he's holding on to the treasures. Yeah, he's holding because, so much to physical wealth. And, yeah. And, like, that. What maybe that's what put him where he is now. Yeah. And that could fall away very quickly. Exactly. There's there's definitely a huge sense of fear in mm-hmm. the Four of Pentacles. And a lot of times people will, like, whenever the, this shows up, there's a lot of fear that that person will have um, in regards to their reading as well. So I think that this card kind of says, this is where your fear is coming from. Mm. Your fear is coming from placing your, your sense of value in the wrong thing. Um, it's something that you have to let go of, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really talk too much about the idea of, like, how that sometimes can be the past. Which one? Sorry. Um, like, I didn't really talk too much about how sometimes the thing that the, pe- the people are clinging to oh. is this idea idealized version of the past mm. as well. Um, it can definitely... So, like, seeing this card can definitely mean that you need to let go of the past or put it behind you as well. Um, so, yeah, so, again, yeah. that idea of that you're clinging on to something doesn't necessarily have to be something physical. It could be something emotional, too. Yeah. I, I kind of, I'm seeing this uh, black cape around him, and it almost looks like a security blanket to me, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like he's, it, it's almost like an immaturity mm-hmm. level where uh, by clinging to it, you're not really allowing yourself to grow. You're not allowing yourself to stand on your own. You're you're depending completely on something false. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Poor King Midas. I know. I do feel bad that he <laughs> killed his daughter unintentionally. Unintentionally. Yeah. But also, yeah, you need to think those things through. I don't know if that yeah. was the best idea for him. He should have said like, or maybe it could have been like, my finger. Yeah, only this things. finger yeah. will turn things to gold. Everything else is fine. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he would starve very quickly and or die of thirst. Could he just like be fed, or would it, no, it turn to gold in his mouth? No, as soon as it turned, like oh, any, his tongue. Okay, so anything, anything that touched him, anything that touched him. I imagine that would be really heavy too. Like all of his clothes would be solid gold. Like you can't really <laughs> walk around. It's like okay, this is my sitting outfit. Yeah. Okay, this is my walking outfit. Like how would you walk? I don't know. Yeah. Not fun. Things Not fun. things that aren't thought through. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Would this include his hair? If he could his like would his hair fall know. and because like he doesn't because he doesn't turn into gold himself. I yeah. want to say no. I wonder like. But does his hair also have this power? <laughs> oh, I see what you're <laughs> saying. Probably. Uh, random questions on myth tarot love. Yes. <laughs> I need to know in detail. In detail. <laughs> what his aspects. powers are. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, nerd coming out in me, right? <laughs> That's fine. Okay. It's um, totally good. Yes, so that brings us to the end of this particular yeah. episode. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. And as always, um, we would love <laughs> for you to leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe. Helps to get it to your devices every single week it's true yeah we appreciate your listens so so much yes we we look at the stats eagerly (laughs) 
it's it's an exciting part of yes. the day it, it really is yeah um also if you'd like to connect with us more we are on facebook we have a group myth tarot love and on instagram we are at myth tarot love as well that's right and we got pictures of the yes. cards as well um, okay, so next week we're talking about the Five of Pentacles mm-hmm. and some of the ideas of separation mm-hmm. as well. Um, yes, but before uh, we do that, we have some parting words for you yes. as well today. Okay, to, so it comes from uh, the American Tarot Association, as, as usual, for our usual listeners. All right, so uh, here's our quote. To try and fight change is a task which ultimately proves futile. The fear of loss may certainly prevent loss, but it also prevents further gain. Talk about stories, cards, and pentacles, and all of the above.